Welcome to 360 Timmy, the podcast with interesting people in 360 degrees. You can listen on all major music streaming services and watch on YouTube by going to youtube.com forward slash at 360 Timmy. Hey everyone, welcome again to another 360 Timmy. Today we're in Holland Park at the fantastic Carrieto Gardens and today my special guest is Callum Wells. Hello, thank you for having me. Welcome Callum. So Callum is a showbiz reporter for The Sun and also an on-screen contributor for Talk TV amongst many things. So we're going to talk about the journey of his career and uh, so Callum, how did that come about? What's how did the, I get the job at journey? The Sun? Yeah. Well, I was working at Mail Online before that. I was there for two years as a showbiz reporter and had an amazing time. And then I met a few people who work for The Sun on some red carpets at some events. And they just DM'd me and said, we've got a job coming up here. We think you'd be a great fit. And it really did seem like a great fit. And I hopped on a Zoom with the editor and then, yeah, I left Mail Online. But I'm still on great terms with everyone there. Still on, still have a great relationship with my old boss. And yeah, you never know who you're going to come across again in the industry, right? So it's important to keep that. And what sort of stories were you covering at Mail Online? Well, I was writing kind of the same stuff as I do now about showbiz, but I got to interview some really interesting people like Usain Bolt, Boy George, Piers Morgan, Rylan Clark, Alison Hammond. I think I interviewed about 200 celebrities while I was there. So I really enjoy the red carpet and the the interview side of things. I guess you picked yeah. up some contacts doing that, some regular absolutely, ones. Absolutely, absolutely. Including Lizzie Cundy, who got me my talk TV contributor job that I do. So every Saturday night, I go to the talk TV studios and talk about the week's showbiz news on James Wells' uh, show that she also presents on. So she very kindly got that for me. I've been doing that since the beginning of June now. So that's yeah. how I first came across you. I think yes. the first week I saw you on there, which I, uh, as that I was my first, was first one, episode that, that I was, was doing. Yeah, before everyone knew about the Hugh Edwards. That's who, right. That was I had to keep uh, very quiet and not let slip that it was him, but it was all good. It was all okay. <laughs> and I was quite surprised when you said earlier that that was your first. Yeah, that was my because first. Because you had not told you that before. That no, you hadn't. My, no, okay. no. And, okay. And you well, were thank you for calling it flawless. Yeah, it was. I was quite nervous, but I think as the weeks have gone by, it gets easier. Because it, it was. E I mean, the thing I'm I'm seeing there though is uh, I think you had to crawl under the desk. That get in, is it's right. Such a small studio, yeah. isn't it? No, it's not a tiny studio. Actually, it's because. Lizzie and Ash, Ash Gold, they were on air and the producer, it was my first time arriving at the show, they were on air and I was actually waiting to go in during the break as I do every week and for some reason he said crawl under the camera and just go and sit there on the chair so I was like what what's going oh. on but no I crawled under the camera we all laughed about it and then the camera panned in on me and I was there in the studio with them ready to talk about the show business yeah no it actually isn't that small I think on camera it looks quite small yeah but in real life it's a bit bigger ah okay yeah so we'll come back to talk TV later. I yeah. just want to explore a little bit more 
uh, uh, just before the mail on Sunday, because you, uh, you've worked for two major yes, news, and I you're know. only 21. Yeah, that's right. Yes, so yes. what was before that? So you were, uh, you were at school. When did you decide you wanted to get into journalism? I got into journalism because I won the bronze awards in the BBC Young Reporter competition. And that was all for a project I worked on raising awareness about stuttering. Yeah. Because I have a stutter myself and I work with an amazing organisation called the Maguire Programme, where I'm a coach to other people who stutter and I've been doing that for five years now. I was on a course last month in Milton Keynes. So I will continue to work with them and to go on courses and to take on students and really with Young Reporter I wanted to just get the word out about stuttering and to raise awareness about it and to change perceptions about what it's like to have one. And you said that was 2020, so you, you were that going to be before. That was 2020, I was 17 and yeah, it was after I got that award that, well I thought, what can I do with it? I've got this award, what can I do? So I applied for an NCTJ diploma, which is a course that 80% of journalists have. Usually they do it alongside a degree or after their A-levels, but I was really, really lucky and because I had this award, they took me on after my GCSEs. Yeah. So you were saying to me before, because yeah. it was 2020 and it was lockdown, I know, perhaps yeah, we you would have had more opportunities if, if it had been well, global times? Yeah, I had, well, I got this award and I had applied for the BBC apprenticeship at the time, but then because of lockdown it got cancelled, so I applied for the NCTJ instead. Yeah. But I guess you could say in hindsight actually it worked out good for you anyway, didn't it really? Yeah, I mean, I think everything's kind of worked out one way or another and it's all about connections, it's all about putting yourself in that position to meet certain people and hopefully they help you out along the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a really good story. Thank um, you. Well, not story, it's really good of you that you're paying back the Maguire programme and yeah. helping others. Yeah, I love Even working with, your with the Maguire programme. Even with your busy program. job, because... Yes, I know. I love working with the Maguire programme and I will do it forever. It's a lifelong commitment, really. You take on a student and, yeah, it's really a lifelong commitment. And also, coaching other people helps me with my my own speech so I've got to keep that up I've got to stay on top of my speech because I'm in a job where I'm talking a lot yeah whether I'm interviewing someone or whether I'm on talk TV that uh, was that a challenge you set yourself by going on talk TV subconsciously or was that just happened to be a added benefit that you you have you've got a short period of time you've yeah. got four stories um, it you, was you, an added benefit I think young reporter was a speech challenge for myself yeah that was why I applied for it and afterwards I felt so great that I had done that it really kind of boosted my confidence but talk TV well Lizzie Cundy I'd met her at a couple of events and she said it was when she found out I was going to the Sun. She said, I'm going to try and get you on talk TV. And then she just called me one day and said, do you want to come to the studio Saturday? And that was just so kind of her to get me on. And now I've been doing it every week for a couple of months. And it is a great challenge for my speech, but it's just a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've mentioned to you before, because you're, you're effectively you're on James Wales segment. I know, but he goes at midnight. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then I'm on afterwards. But uh, uh, I do 
I do see him when he leaves the studio and we have a small catch up every week when yeah. he's, he's on his way out, I'm on my way in. And uh, yeah. we'll come back to that in a minute, because yeah. you've, you've done more with James, but yeah. so it's almost, it's you and Lizzie and Ash is kind of a trio. Yes, I know. And, it is quite and they are sometimes. hilarious. They are yeah. so far funny and yeah, I think they're a great double act. They're so good. Well, treble act. Yes, treble act. <laughs> well, I'm on for about 20 minutes, but they do the final hour. Yeah. So I'm off and they'll get someone else on. But no, I like them both a lot and I think they're really funny and they definitely do a great job in James's absence, yeah. But again, that must be challenging because I think I'll point out to you that just the nature of talk TV, as, you, as you've said to me in the past, is very yeah. conversational. So you, it is, you can, it is. You can start your flow and then yeah. be interrupted but with, a, with a sudden question about something and yeah. you have to be kind of ready, don't you? So, I know, uh, I always have to make loads of notes before I go on. I've been trying in recent in recent were weeks really not to look down at the notes. I've been trying really hard to keep my eye contact with the presenters and to keep it all in my mind. But I do have notes in front of me and you never know what they're gonna ask you. You can introduce a story and then Ash might say, oh what about this and what about that? So you don't want to look stupid on air and not know your stuff. And uh, yeah. I'm always impressed at uh, how researched you are because you, you mentioned um, Christian Guru Murphy in a story. Yes. And you, yes. you called out that he used to present Newsround. Now, by my record. A long time ago. That was a very long, probably before you were born. <laughs> I to was be born fair. in 2002. Definitely. I don't know when he I was on I think he was in the actually. 90s. So oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm always no, impressed. I always you, do my research. Yeah, that's uh, I don't want to look do. stupid on air. No, of course you don't. No. So I, I, I get that. <laughs> so No, that always comes across really well. Thank you very much. So, yeah, that's fantastic. So I also mentioned James Whale. So, yeah. Two things there. One is that yeah. uh, he gave you a, a dedicated spot one night to talk about stuttering. Yeah, that which was I thought really was really kind of, really kind of him, yes, wasn't well, it? And, I uh, was interviewing him and his lovely wife Nadine for The Sun, and he has stage four terminal cancer, which is really, really sad. And it was really a health update interview for The Sun. And I was talking to them for about an hour and about halfway through he kind of turned the interview around on me and went well Callum how did you get into journalism and what was your story so we ended up talking about me for a bit and I told him about young reporter and stuttering and he said well would you like to come on my show a little bit earlier next time and talk about that so that was amazing of him to give me that opportunity and we had a nice chat about stuttering and hopefully there was someone watching who has one or knows someone who has one and that will help them and raise awareness about the Maguire program which helps so many people control their speech. We'll put links to the Maguire program yeah, in the bio this video brilliant. as well and actually some of Callum's previous work. Thank you. So um, just in terms of James, I mean, how much do you also learn from a veteran broadcaster like him. I know he's yeah. got a controversial kind of angle to him, but very direct. But yes, obviously everyone you work with, you 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 know get get a, a sense of uh, of experience and yes. on screen yes. presence, yes. radio presence. Yes, he's actually help? more controversial on air than off air, and he's uh, said to me, Callum, you will find your persona. You will find your. I suppose your alter ego because he's a really lovely guy and off well on air I know he hangs up on the callers and he's really opinionated and I'm sure he still has those opinions off air as well but 
he's just not as as controversial of that yeah. compared to on air. Yeah. So going back to the newspaper, yeah. uh, I think when we met before, I, I was kind of curious to, to ask you, I and mean, you're entering journalism yeah. at an interesting point where the analog world, e.g. the paper, yeah. is, is, is transitioning to the digital world. So yes, well, probably in 10 years time or 15 years time, there probably won't be newspapers anymore. I mean, when was the last time you bought a newspaper? Exactly. Maybe but you like them and maybe you I, buy them all not, the time. Not in physical form, no. no. I haven't for 10, for ten years probably. So if Local it's paper, free well. and you can go online and you can find it there and it's all on your phone, I think some people just prefer that. Obviously there are people who generally are older who like to have the uh, physical paper and that's what they want to do. But I think that's really going to die out the newspaper in print. Yeah. I do, I do buy papers via things like Apple News Plus or yes, um, yes. Press Reader. Yeah. So, so but you, potentially in your career you could see that uh, check that transformation. You're kind of right in this sort of sweet spot in the middle now where you're doing both, aren't you? So uh, I am. I mean, I work primarily for the Sun online, but if I get a good exclusive, then we can get it in the paper. So the first time I got something in the Sun newspaper was I interviewed Mel B and I asked her about the Spice Girls and if they were ever going to get back together thinking that she was going to say I don't know give me some kind of generic answer she must be asked that question all the time and then she turned around and went well actually we are all talking as a five with Victoria about doing something together but I can't say what so that was an amazing scoop that she gave me and that was the lead story in the bizarre column that that I got and that was actually before my first day in the job I got that in the newspaper yeah that's fantastic, isn't it? Thank you. I think you were saying to me before, you have to, is it eight stories a day you, you have it's to generate? It's about that, yeah. But I think when you hear that figure, you think, well, that's a lot. But really, that's about one story an hour. So it's not too bad, really. And that's the same when I was at Mail Online. There was, there was a similar expectation. Yeah. So you're typically be invited to, not, not I guess not everyone, but we, we've had the NTAs. I know you didn't go to that this time, but you've invited things like I was at the NTAs, NTAs for the, the past two years before. And then this year I was working a night shift for The Sun, where I was typing up the stories and watching it on TV and writing about it for the website, but guess, hopefully next year. I guess that's the, um, I, I've, I've had this before, I think I've messaged you on a Sunday morning and you, you, you've, you've been on shift still, so it's not all glamorous, is it? There is no, of course it's not. I, I don't think any job is super glamorous. No. I think there are sides to it that are really exciting and like the red carpets and the interviews and things like that and going on talk TV, but you do have to work hard as well. And there's a lot of research into, for example, talk TV, I don't just turn up and start talking I've got to spend lots of time researching the stories I'll, I'll be discussing and then yeah at the Sun we do night shifts 4 p.m. until midnight so but that's okay because I'm more of a night owl compared to a lark really yeah yeah and where do your leads come from then you get is that a mixture from the paper itself or your own content well, I think social media is an amazing place to to get stories from because celebrities especially are always posting about what they're doing all the time so we always have our eyes on social media and I think I follow on Instagram something like 1,400 accounts just so I'm always in the loop with, yeah. with what's going on and who's posting what and 
then yeah I, I have a couple of contacts that I work with as well or you can just go along to a red carpet and try and interview a celebrity and get your story that way. Did your, I mean, the, that takes some courage, doesn't it, to yes, go it up does. with someone and yes, have a conversation? Yes, it does. In the beginning, I found that really difficult, and I think over time I've grown in confidence to, to get better at that. I think it's just about practice, and I think I told this story on Talk TV. The last time I saw Boy George, he went, I remember you from before, and so but, that's quite nice. Yeah, you have, yeah. you've got quite a distinctive look, Karen, to Thank be fair. You. I mean, it's, uh, you've got your own style, haven't you? It's, uh, Okay. It's good, isn't I'll it? I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. My own style. I'll take that. <laughs> I wasn't, that was, that's, not, that's not negative. You have I'm got joking, your own style. I'm no, but Thank I you. think that's really good. So, yeah. where does the future take Callum then? Are you, are, oh are you uh, more TV, more radio? What's uh... or if they will have me doing more on talk TV? I don't know, but yeah, if they'll have me doing more, then that would be amazing because I enjoy my slot that I do on a Saturday night. So, if they'll have me doing anything else like that, that would be fun. Yeah. And uh, I guess to finish with, just some, a little bit of hilarity. There's Are we finishing some... already? How long have we been walking for? Well, uh, I, think, I think it's a good 20 minutes, <laughs> okay, so yeah, okay, I think it's good. Okay. But it's, uh, well, we okay. can keep going as long as you want. I mean, okay. if you've got more to whatever talk about. Whatever you like, whatever you no, like. No, but uh, I, I, just uh, some of the hila hilarious things that happened. So uh, one thing I, di I did pick up on yeah. is you didn't know that Elvis worked down a chip shop. Oh, I know. That was on air. That was on talk TV and Lizzie brought up something about Elvis working at a chip shop and I think you DM'd me afterwards sending me a link to Ooh, let's go the Wikipedia the wrong turn, yeah? page. It was a song, wasn't it? It was yeah. a Kirsty McCall song tell, tell that me I the... had never heard before. But tell us a story. <laughs> so you, you had a letter at the Sun. That is right. So I turned up to work at the Sun. I had these two letters and they were quite thick and quite heavy. I thought, what on earth is this? And a guy whose name actually was Andrew Tate, but it was spelt differently. It was T-A-I-T. So not the Andrew. Not the Andrew, not that <laughs> okay. Andrew Tate. I bet that mess that made no, your eyebrows yes, raise. that made my eyebrows raise. <laughs> he sent in some letters for me. He'd been watching the show. He's a big fan of James Whale. And he was pretending to be Elvis, and he was telling me, you know, I've been in hiding up in Newcastle. I faked my death and I've been working with the CIA and the FBI to, to keep my identity secret and he sent me a demo CD of his new music which I was too scared to play. I thought what on earth is going to be on this CD? And yeah, all these letters from these big names like Muhammad Ali and Bill Clinton written to him, all forged by the way, just him, him trying to convince me that they were friends with him and that he's really Elvis. And then I brought them into the show, into the studio one week. And we said, if you are behind this, please, can you call up? And it was a guy called Andrew Tate and we spoke to him on air and it was really funny. Yeah crazy wasn't it? I know it was a bit crazy it was a bit crazy but he admitted that he was not really Elvis as we suspected and that he was doing it to get our attention and I mean I suppose it worked because we got him on air didn't we and yeah. he's a 
poet and he was trying to advertise his poem. So we got him to read one on air, but it was very boring. And so I think we cut him off. Yeah. So then, so I'd made the comment about the Elvis working at the chip shop in reference to the song. Yes. And for the first time ever, I didn't get a reply back from you. Oh no. And I thought, well, that's strange. Uh, and then I think then, I was busy. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's I'm not sorry. that. It's not that because that weekend, then you did. <laughs> yes. A report on air. And I think Lizzie told you about the yes. song, and you immediately yes. DM, DM me back yes. after the broadcast and said, "Oh, now I know what you're on about." Yes. Yes. So I wasn't trying to guilt trip you. There. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the funny side of it. Yes, I mean, I guess the yes. other, yeah, being a bit more serious, I bet you obviously do get a lot of. Do you get mail and being Actually, a journalist with no, song? Actually, not for a while. When I was at Mail Online, I got a letter that came from a woman who lived in America, and I'd written this story about the greatest James Bonds or something like that looking back over the years at all the bonds and I hadn't included one of the actors in my roundup of the best ones and she wrote a letter saying you've made a big mistake not including whoever it was don't do it again it was all written in capitals and it was yeah, yeah that was a bit funny but you, you do get it every now and again, but not really that often. But I like something you said to me when, yeah. I, when we talked about this before. You said, why, why should I get upset about somebody being nasty to me when I don't even know them? I think it was your phrase, was it? Well, I do live by that. I don't remember saying that, but I do live by that. I think that if you don't know someone, if you don't really respect their opinion or you're not going to ask their opinion and it's a complete stranger writing a letter in or whatever, then why would you care about that? I don't know why anyone would. Yeah. As long as the people you're friends with and the people you admire, as long as you haven't upset them. If I upset one of my really close friends, I would be upset. But if it's some random person, I'm not sure I would really care that much. Yeah. No. What do you think about that? I, no, I actually think, yeah, too? because I think um, certainly when you're putting yourself out there on TV, radio, print, yeah. And uh, you, sometimes things have got opinions or you're writing about things that people disagree with. I don't, don't, not, you're not necessarily in that kind of realm with celebrity, but you know, you, you've, you've got to, I guess, put up with the trolls. I mean, that is one feature of the digital world, isn't it? it yeah. When you I were on TV and yeah. print before, there wasn't an instant comment underneath, which you get on all these platforms now, Instagram, yeah. YouTube. Yeah. When I first started off, I used to read the comments of all my Mail Online stories, and there, there were some, like, you're a stupid stuttering journalist that obviously Googled me and seen my BBC Young Reporter that's work. horrible. I, yes, it is horrible, but I just don't read any of it anymore. No. And usually the comments are about the person we're writing about, but you do get something about yourself on the odd occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even I think with celebrities, I think they get a hard time. Yeah. You know, they, a, they do get a hard they, time. They, they, they get a lot of money for what they do, all that. There's that argument. But, you know, when you're trying your best to, to, to perform and entertain, and you get nasty, literally nasty comments from hidden people behind keyboards it's not nice the nasty comments aren't nice and they do get a hard time but ultimately when you sign up for fame or for being on tv or anything like that i think you really have to kind of expect it i'm not saying it's right to get nasty comments it is not and some of them are really disgusting the comments people write but i think we live in a world where we all know that happens when you put yourself out there so you kind of have to expect it and not be surprised when it happens yeah, it's yeah. The, but it's certainly around uh, as we go more digital that you're going to have more and more in your life. So uh, I think Maybe. you're 
you're very prepared for it. Thank you, and, I am, uh, yes. I can see a, a golden future for you. Um, I hope so, I've got my fingers crossed. Yeah, we want to see Thank more you of Tim. you on TV and radio. Thank as you, I said, it, people watching this, we'll put a link to Chuck Callum's selection of work that he's done. Um, which you can watch as well. So, thank Callum, you so thank much you for having much. me on. I really appreciate it. No, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And Brilliant. Take care. Thank Have a good you day. so much. See you on TV tonight. <laughs> Remember, you can watch the video version of this podcast on youtube.com forward slash at 360 Timmy. Episodes are available in regular or 360 view. More links on 360timmy.com.